0: Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. The Law Enforcement Today Radio Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed Veterans and First Responders Treatment Program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center, call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725, online at transformationstreatment.center. Calling us from Georgia, we have Jeff Gettings on the phone. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us on the Law Enforcement Today Show. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure indeed. Now, Jeff is not a law enforcement officer. I I tell people all the time, this show, while it's called Law Enforcement Today, most of our guests are law enforcement officers. They're first responders. They're spouses, siblings, children of law enforcement officers. We also have opened this up to victims of violent crime who uh, want to tell their story and also people who are supporters of law enforcement and first responders. And I guess you'd say you fall into a category as a supporter. Yes, sir. Absolutely.
1: Very, very strong supporter of law enforcement. I've got a tremendous amount of friends that are in law enforcement and uh, just very, very grateful for everything
0: that that those men and women do for us. Well, I got to tell you, it's nice to hear that. And and most law enforcement people, most first responders, I don't think hear it enough.
1: I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, This past few years has been especially rough for you guys out there.
0: And we hear in the media, especially social media so much, it's always negative, negative, negative. And everybody's got an opinion. Everybody's got an an armchair quarterback, expert opinion on how the job should be done and uh, all the keyboard commandos, all that stuff. So it really is is a pleasure to have someone like you uh, say the things you do. And you not just say those things, you back it up with action. Tell us what it is that you and your organization are doing.
1: We are providing service dogs for law enforcement officers specifically that are suffering from PTSD. Those men and women are out there. They see such incredible amounts of trauma throughout their careers, throughout each and every day, oftentimes, that it really takes a toll mentally. Um, through our, our day job of, of training dogs, we've trained quite a few service dogs uh, on a for-profit basis side where we've gotten to know a bunch of the, the law enforcement people and heard their stories time and time again and they match up so closely whether they're from louisiana from new york from boston or from right here in columbus um the stories are the same and it's just heartbreaking
0: it is and it's it's prevalent i've i've read studies they estimate that And I believe these are conservative and low figures that about 30 percent of our first responders, particularly law enforcement officers, are walking around with post-traumatic stress disorder of some degree or another. And that I believe is a much higher number. And our retirees really uh, seem to be impacted even to a greater extent.
1: Absolutely. I've seen those same numbers and I've seen them as high as up into the 50s with with very similar conditions to ptsd that are caused by by what you guys see out there every
0: day and it's a lot it's independent it, on where you work but everybody i always say this if you're going to do a career in law enforcement first of all my hat's off to you i've got a, a nephew who's in the united states marine corps and he's getting ready to, to get out of the corps and he wants to be a police officer in maryland or virginia or district columbia you know and i'm i try my best not to steer him in, a, in any certain direction but i told him be aware that you are going to encounter, if you are in an uh, an active area, you're going to encounter and see a lot of violence and trauma on a daily basis. Right.
1: And, you know, the worst part about it, I believe, is that the guys in the smaller one, um, the larger markets see a lot more stuff, but the guys in the smaller markets, what they're seeing is the people that they grew up with. Yeah, um, You know, those small markets, you end up, policing your neighbors, your friends, um, your relatives sometimes. And a lot of times, even if it's less traumatic, if it's somebody that you're close to, uh, it's gonna affect you even that much
0: harder. And it's not like there's enough manpower to say, okay, you know this person, so you're not involved in it. You're already there, you see what you see, and you can't unsee the things you've already seen. Exactly. And these things happen in our own neighborhoods. You know, I don't, and a lot of people love to get into this comparison of combat veterans who served overseas and compared to law enforcement here. And I don't compare. It is what it is. And each of them go through their own things. And these men and women have suffered and struggled for decades. Uh, yeah. You know, PTSD really didn't start getting noticed until after the Vietnam War. And before that, it was called you know, shell shock, battle fatigue, all these other things that was called and what they started noticing and i'm not an expert but they started noticing an increase of numbers of domestic disputes disturbances substance abuse and that's the red flags that started popping up with our combat veterans and this has been going on for decades and it affects our first responders as well
1: absolutely and you know the the thing that really prompted me to to get going on this was the fact that That as I had clients coming to me in my day job, um, I started looking for for ways to, to find them some help. And I am very thankful for every organization that is out there that helps our vets. But there's a lot of those. And when you type in law enforcement service dog help onto Google, you don't get a lot of options that come up out there.
0: No, there's not a lot out there. In the, the two years now I've been doing this show, I think you are the second guest I've had that provides, no, the third now, that provides service dogs, uh, therapy dogs, or entry-level service dogs for law enforcement, first responders, for specifically for post-traumatic stress disorder. There's just very few out there.
1: Right. There really are. And it's so needed. And, you know, the service dogs are not inexpensive. Um, they cost a lot of money. And I'm sure you're aware and the smaller the markets get, uh, the worse this becomes. But nobody gets into policing for the paycheck.
0: No, they don't. It's um, it's a vocation. It's a calling.
1: It is. It absolutely is. And and if you happen to be disabled, it's even harder. Yeah. And you know, I, I talk to so many people that, that their disability check is less than minimum wage on forty hours and and there's just no way that you're going to be able to afford to go out and get a service dog on your own. And typically, item. what is uh,
0: the cost of a service dog? Uh, I mean, generally speaking.
1: They run anywhere, depending on exactly what you need, from about 5000 to thirty or 40000 and then on it from there.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of money. And I do know some, some brothers that I've worked with and sisters that have gotten service dogs, and they went through... Uh, most of them, to be honest with you, they got dogs and then they had to have them trained for the specific task and they never got reimbursed for the expense. Right. Because they couldn't afford to buy one that was already trained. you know. And we, and, I, and I know people are saying, that's wrong. It shouldn't be that expensive. W- why does it cost so much? I'm sure there's a cost for getting the dog. There's a cost, veterinary cost. There's care for the dog. And there's a training cost.
1: Absolutely. And and when we train service dogs, you know, we train uh, in our day jobs a lot of just basic obedience dogs. But these service dogs, they come and they live at the house with the trainer. They're getting, you know, four or five dedicated hours a day of training. They're being taken out to stores, uh, being proofed out in public to handle the public access side of it alone. Then you start adding in. The other commands that you want them to teach, and if you need to teach them, there's there's some, I'm working with somebody right now who's got a an issue where he actually lets off a pheromone when, yeah. right before his muscles collapse on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has PTSD, and what we're doing is training the dog to recognize that uh, pheromone release and begin to hit on it so that they can, can give some warning ahead of time. So it it takes uh, an extreme amount of time to get these dogs ready to go. And they've got to be spot on because the last thing someone with PTSD needs is to go out into public and have a dog acting up, um, not alerting when it needs to, not doing its job when it needs to. Absolutely. They need to be able to, to really and truly depend on these dogs.
0: Before we go to a break, tell people where they get more information about your organization.
1: Okay, you can go to thinblueservice.org, read all about us there, uh, fill out an application for a service dog to get the ball rolling with it, uh, get to know a little bit more about each and every one of us.
0: All right, we're going to take a short break. We're talking with Jeff Gettings from Thin Blue Service. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today's show. We'll be right back. We all know that law enforcement... for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program, offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists, helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center, call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725
2: you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107 800-663-5107 800-663-5107 That's 800-663-5107.
3: Are you struggling with vision loss as you get older? Do you have a child who is blind or losing their vision? Are you a blind person wondering how you'll succeed in school, at work, or as a parent? We can help. The National Federation of the Blind knows that blindness doesn't have to keep you from living the life you want. We invite you to learn more about us and how we can help at nfb.org. The National Federation of the Blind. Live the life you want.
0: The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Left Chest Society t-shirts from honor-line.com. These unique tombstone-themed T-shirts are designed by a career law enforcement officer, art by one of the nation's top artists. Check them out online at honor-line.com. Get one or get all three. Use promo code LET at checkout at honor-line.com and get 10% off. Go to honor-line.com and use promo code L-E-T at checkout to save 10%. That's Left Chess Society t-shirts only at honor-line.com. Use promo code L-E-T to save 10%. That's promo code L-E-T at honor-line.com. Back to our conversation with Jeff Gettings of Thin Blue Service. And I want to thank you, Jeff, for joining us on the show. And also i want to thank you for what you're doing with dogs and training now i'm a big dog person i mean i love big dogs i like all dogs my wife is a totally different level than i am so i can talk dogs all day long we have rottweilers at home and have had them for about 20 years and would love to see them get more into service uh, like they are in other parts of the world they're not used quite often here the United States for service for, I, I don't know the reasons why, but maybe we can talk about that in a moment. Thin Blue Service, that you were training dogs and providing dogs for assistance with post-traumatic stress disorder for first responders, correct?
1: Yes, that is correct.
0: And how long have you been doing this?
1: Um Well, we've been, my wife and I have been training dogs literally almost our whole lives. Uh, definitely all our married lives. We... Really got full time into it uh, a few years back, and that's when when it really just began to hit us how much help people needed out there and how much help these dogs could be to them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we've we've always loved dogs and and know what a help they are to us uh, in our daily life. Um, but to actually, be able to provide dogs that can improve the quality of life for these people and and give them the freedom that they're looking for is, is really what what got us about it you know when we could see the changes in people's lives that these service dogs created and the you know they got to get out of the house more they got to do some stuff that they had wanted to do that they weren't comfortable doing before
0: well i have a good friend uh that uh, a friend of my wife and i and she has a, a rottweiler who's a service dog and she has physical health conditions that prevented her from leaving the house. Uh, And because of the service dog named Rocco, by the way, she now uh, can go shopping. She has a full-time job. She rides uh, the public bus to work every day, goes on day vacations to the beach. Simple things like going to the grocery store and getting your own groceries, I never thought of how important that is until I I met this woman and she talked about what it was like having to depend on someone else all the time for her needs.
1: Absolutely. It it truly is life changing. Um, I get texts and emails and phone calls all the time from clients who are like, you're not going to believe what I did today. I haven't done that in seven years and I was comfortable and I was happy and man, that's what makes it all worth it. At the end of the day, it takes those 15 hour days and, that makes them happy
0: yeah so uh, that's, that's how long your days are 15 hours and that's that's working with dogs pretty much from the time you get up until late at night
1: yes sir we uh we do that six days a week sundays we we slack off and work about six or seven hours <laughs> Slacker, and go
0: visit with our mamas <laughs> well, good for you that you get to do that are there, there are specific types of dogs that you use breed wise
1: There really aren't. Um, In fact, we have begun to partner with um, several of the shelters around here because it's easy once you've been doing this for a while to recognize the qualities that you're looking for in a dog. So we can go in to the local shelters, locate dogs that have got all of the the qualities that we're looking for, um, bring them in, and what we do is we incorporate them into our family labs, So that when they do go out to their their final handler, um, they're going to be 100% ready and and willing to work inside that family home environment.
0: That's awesome. You're using shelter dogs as well as as pure breeds. Uh, Just recently we had on the news former President George H.W. Bush, his death. And all over the news we had photos of his service dog, Sully. Uh, laying by yes. his casket and uh, not wanting to leave uh, his his human side. Uh, and I think that's a, a perfect example of how dedicated and loyal these dogs really are to their people.
1: It really is. Um, you know, they don't call them man's best friend for no reason. No, they, yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, for sure. They They really... And it it is amazing how much they learn on their own. Um, They will pick up on things. They will begin to pick up when they move in with the handler, when they're having an especially bad day. And they're going to come over and they're going to nudge and they're going to snuggle. And they're going to do those things that that bring you back in and make you realize, hey, you know what? This life isn't as bad as I I can begin to think it is. And, you know, it, it helps to give a new purpose in your life. Uh, it helps you to get outside i know I've, countless of my clients have told me um and including the ones that we've uh, donated the dogs to just the fact that i know i have to get up and for this other living creature get outside and do other things it helps me to get motivated to get out there and do it
0: there's so many people we've talked to and, and almost to a man or woman uh when we talk about first responders who are afflicted with with severe cases of PTSD, and some of the things they'll say is that, you know, their children are upset because they don't go to the park with them anymore, or they don't want to go out to the restaurant with their spouse, or they don't want to leave the house, Uh, and they become very isolated, very reclusive, and it, it creates a scenario where that's no quality of life, number one, for them, but it's certainly a horrible quality of life for their families.
1: Absolutely. And, and, you know, the, the shame of that is is that it's, that's exactly what they need is to get out there and do those things so many times. And a lot of times having a dog that will get between you and other people to give that barrier and a little bit of personal space can do a lot. But we caution people with that command in particular because we want that command to go away. Because part of reintegrating and getting dealing with this PTSD demon is to get your life back to normal and allow people back into your personal space. So we always encourage uh, people when we do teach the blocking type commands to use that sparingly and use it when it's necessary, but try to expand those horizons and allow yourself to, to let people in.
0: So they perform a variety of functions, not just blocking and providing a barrier between them and another person.
1: Right. Um, depending on the, the person's need, um, like I said, we can do pheromone based training to notify of a event that's about to happen. One of, and I won't give the, the, the trade secret away. I've created a specific command that helps people very politely get out of uncomfortable situations, um, one of the biggest things that I've had people do, say to me is, you know, I get in social situations that I don't know how to get out of. Uh-huh. And I need some type of exit strategy. And uh, we can train the dog to help with that.
0: Well, the funny thing is, I, I bl- use my wife for that. I blame her. And then she also uses me to blame me. Yeah, like, I can't do exactly. that, or I gotta leave. My husband's do so it's a, it's a great tool. You know, one of the things that, that my dogs do for me is that, and and they, they've been trained. Uh, like you, you mentioned they, they tend to adapt to their handler, their human. Uh, when I start getting agitated, angry, or upset, my male dog in particular will sit on my feet. He does it almost all the time. And he's, uh, he's a 120-pound Rottweiler, and he, he sits on my feet and a lean on me, and what it does yeah, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. Is it, it brings my focus back into today. I'm right here right now. What happened in the past is in the past. My dog needs something or he's trying to talk to me.
1: Yes. And we, we have a phrase for that, and it's deep pressure therapy. And that is exactly what it's designed to do. Um, depending on, on the client's needs and where they are, some folks have Nightmares. Yes. Um, the dogs can wake them up from the nightmares and then lay literally on top of them to ground them and bring them back to the current place
0: we're going to take a short um, break we are talking with Jeff getting some thin blue service we're talking about fascinating subject of therapy dogs and they provide uh, therapy and tr- I mean service dogs for first responders particularly PTSD and other situations other ailments uh, you listen to Law Enforcement A show we're going to take a short break we'll be right back
2: Tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you our free tax savings report. Attention, business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. 663 5107 That's 800-663-5107. They'll challenge your authority Because that's what kids do But this car is your territory And in here, your word is law So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up You won't budge an inch Until you hear that click Never give up Until they buckle up A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration And the Ad Council For more information, visit safercar.gov Slash kidsbuckleup
0: The Law Enforcement Today radio show is brought to you in part by Left Chest Society t-shirts from Honor-Line.com. That's Honor-Line.com. These unique tombstone-themed t-shirts are designed by a career law enforcement officer, art by one of the nation's top artists. Check them out online at honor-line.com. Get one or get all three. Use promo code L-E-T at checkout at honor-line.com and get 10% off. Go to honor-line.com and use promo code L-E-T at checkout to save 10%. That's Left Chest Society t-shirts only at honor-line.com. Remember, use promo code L-E-T to save 10%. When you have a chance, be sure to go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and download our free mobile app. We have a version for your Android and iPhone devices. It's 100% free. Get it at lawenforcementtoday.com. Joining us from Georgia, Columbus, Georgia, as a matter of fact, I was contacted by you know one of these so many great law enforcement people out there the supporters and groups that do awesome things to help each other and he said you got to talk to this guy jeff gettings and thin blue service and what you do uh, and i'm gonna give a very short version you train and provide service dogs in particular for because i know there's a difference between service and therapy and of course the emotional support animal i'm not gonna get in that whole dispute But there's a big difference between a service dog and a therapy dog and an emotional support animal. You provide service dogs for first responders for PTSD and other ailments, correct? Correct. What is the difference? Very short. What's the difference between a therapy dog, a service dog, and an emotional support animal?
1: The long and short of it is an emotional support animal really doesn't, other than housing, have any other rights than a pet. Uh, It does not have to have any type of special training. It is simply there to make you feel good when you're feeling bad. A therapy dog is there to make other people feel good, meaning that you take it into nursing homes, children's wards at hospitals to, to brighten their day. And then a service dog is a dog that has been specifically trained to perform a set of tasks for its handler that the handler is unable to do for themselves. And
0: I don't know why this has become so complicated over the last few years, but when I was a kid, or even maybe less than 10 years ago, the perfect example was seeing eye dog. Everybody knew these guide dogs were service dogs. Now all of a sudden we have all these different... Types of animals and people. You know, people bring their Chihuahua into the restaurant, and they say it's a service dog, and it's, it's growling at everybody. I'm like that's not a service dog. The service dogs don't growl at people. Exactly.
1: Um, and and you know a lot of there's so much fear of throwing out service dogs, and I'm very very grateful for that because a true service dog never needs to to be thrown out. But a lot of businesses don't realize that if a dog is not behaving whether it is a true service dog or not you do have the right to ask that handler and that dog to leave
0: i'm glad you said that i I actually i actually chewed out a guy at at all places a walmart Uh, i know all kinds of bad things happen there i shop there all the time and to make a long story short there was a man there who had a very young german shepherd dog who was probably about four months old and he was at the cashier and uh, all of a sudden, the dog started going off on people. And, uh, you know, I, I have a hard time not speaking my mind. And when it was over with the walk by and said, you know, you set that dog up for failure. You put him in a spot he wasn't ready for. And it's your fault. Right. You're responsible for that dog, not the other way around. And I was rather irate with the guy.
1: Yeah, it's that, that's one of my pet peeves is obviously fake service dogs because the folks that really need them, they have a hard enough time, uh, and that's another leg of our organization is education about the ADA and the rights of, of service dogs in particular. But it, it, there's nothing that gets my blood boiling and my ire pulled up quicker than, than seeing someone trying to pass off their pet as a service dog yeah. because these are these are medical tools just like syringes and everything else.
0: And it's hard and, enough for uh, the, the person that's afflicted, I imagine, to to start trying to live this whole life with a dog and they don't want to impose on anybody. They they didn't ask to be in a situation they're in. No, exactly.
1: And that is that's that's what people need to remember is that you know these folks are doing the best that they can and they have found a way to get help and it's important to number one give them the space that they need, and number two, don't approach that dog. We all love dogs. We love petting on them and loving on them, Uh, but service dogs really need to be ignored. And, uh, you know, training these dogs and being out day in and day out, um, sometimes the whole 15 hours um, in public places and people coming up and and petting the dogs, I, I try to do my best to educate the public that I run into, but it's dogs have become very popular recently more than in past history and people really struggle to keep their hands off of and you
0: should you know and that's a good that's a good rule of thumb with with any strange dog i don't approach a dog unless the person says so and then approach them a certain way with a hand down not over the head all kinds of other things absolutely i'll I'll tell you a story i met a, a combat marine veteran from walter reed hospital this is in virginia I was doing a a radio show up there at a classic rock station and and he did multiple tours uh, of duty in iraq and afghanistan and he a big big muscular guy you know you you think of a marine this this guy was like the stereotypical marine Uh, very nice guy and he had a little dog with him as a ptsd service dog and he was a chihuahua and, you know, that's what I did at first, too. And, and I laughed with him, not at him, because I'm like, I have a little bit of experience around service dogs. And right. funny thing about it was I asked him, what's your dog's name? He said, my dog's name, believe it or not, is Spike.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Yeah. But he detailed the things that this little tiny chihuahua named Spike enabled him to do. He wasn't able to go out to a restaurant to an outing with a bunch of other military veterans and hang out with people like me if it wasn't for his dog. He was not capable of doing it. He was so hypervigilant. He was so anxious. He was so angry and irritated and ready for violence. He wasn't able to function.
1: Absolutely. And that is so often the way PTSD manifests um, in some of the worst possible ways. It's just absolutely inspiring and it brings tears to my eyes honestly sometimes some of the the conversations that i've had with people about what a difference it has made in their lives
0: it does make a huge huge difference Uh, again you know this guy had a chihuahua you take dogs from shelters there's no specific breed that's needed or specific size absolutely
1: not they can come in any size shape as long as if they are able to do what they need to do for that person, there is is nothing stopping any dog from becoming a great service dog.
0: Now, when you talk about service dogs for physical conditions and ailments, then it's a different story. I've I've heard of people using Great Danes because they're big people and they need some, a dog they can lean on or help them get up when they fall, uh, but that's not the case with PTSD. Right.
1: And Now, sometimes I will say that PTSD does come along with some other issues, depending on um, I've got one client who uh, was injured in an uh, explosion when he was working a wreck, um, and he needs a little bit of mobility help. Yeah. So, of course, in that position, we're going to have to look for a larger, stronger dog that can can handle you know, helping him, if he falls, get back up, um, grabbing things for him, and that type of stuff. So we do, as long as it's within our toolbox of things that we can teach, We will go beyond the PTSD services for people to provide, because our overall goal is to help these people get back to enjoying a normal, as normal of a life as they can.
0: Now, before we go to a break, real quickly, what is your website again?
1: It is thinblueservice.org.
0: And are you on Facebook or or social media at all?
1: We are. We're on Facebook. Um, We are, my wife is attempting to get the, uh, some of the other social media pages up and running, uh, but we are on Facebook out there.
0: And do you have a, a Facebook name yet, or to search for a Thin Blue Service?
1: Thin Blue
0: Service, yeah. Awesome, and you're based out of Georgia. Folks, we are talking with Jeff Gettings from Thin Blue Service. This is the Law Enforcement day's Show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: Are you working so hard to make a living you can't take time to make any real money? Is every day the same boring routine, going nowhere, and the money runs out before the month? My name is Ron LeGrand, and for over 35 years now, I've been helping clients take their life back by buying and selling houses with no money, credit, experience, or license. If you'll call 800-956-0677, 24 hours, and leave a message, I'll send you my new book and CD absolutely free so you can see how. I've bought hundreds of houses and trained thousands to do the same. Call 800-956-0677 and get your free starter kit until 500 are gone. You'll learn how to make a full-time income on a part-time basis without risk, largely tax-free, and get 90% of the work done for you for pennies. That's 800-956-0677. 800-956-0677. Again, 800-956-0677. That's 800-956-0677. Driving
0: means freedom.
3: Exploration.
0: Fun. Pride. Flexibility. Protection. Friendship. Excitement. Control. Control. Independence. Distracted driving means Danger.
3: Recklessness.
1: Irresponsible. Chaos. Police.
0: Devastation. Injuries. Death.
3: Safe driving means staying alert and staying alive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.
0: The Law Enforcement Today radio show has grown so much and so rapidly we now have two Facebook pages. You can do a search on Facebook for law enforcement today radio show that's a new page be sure to click like when you get there and follow in addition we have our main page which is law enforcement today so do a search on facebook for law enforcement today and be sure to click like and follow that one as well back to the conversation with jeff gettings from thin blue service calling from georgia you know i I tell people tom I could talk dogs all day long. I love talking about law enforcement, law enforcement officers, but I've had a a kinship with dogs ever since I was a little boy. And I think it really even began to increase as a police officer. I never was a canine officer, but I had a great amount of respect for, in Baltimore, the canine dogs they had. Back then, what they did, unlike a lot of agencies nowadays, where they buy dogs, they went to the shelter and they found these high-energy, high-drive, hyperactive German Shepser. So people said, I can't handle them anymore. And they took them and they converted them into full police service dogs, uh, doing everything from tracking, uh, tracking narcotics, explosives, guns, taking down violent fugitives in, in pursuits, room clearing. And they were phenomenal animals. And they were all thrown away. They were all discarded. It's amazing. And,
1: and you know, so many times, you're right, Those all those qualities um, – that, that people get rid of dogs for, uh, the high drive and all of that. It, it's exactly what we're looking for, whether it's for a uh, protection dog or for a service dog. I've got a Giant Schnauzer, personally, uh, that is um, protection trained. Well, he's going through protection training. And, you know, there again, not the dog that you expect uh, in the U.S. to be seen as a as a bike dog, but he is
0: amazing. They're, they're at it. well known for it in Europe, especially in Germany. They've been doing police work and uh and apprehension yeah. and schützen and Schutz in bike work bike work for a couple hundred years.
1: Absolutely. They're amazing, amazing
0: dogs. And they're big and they're strong and they're smart and it's it's a funny thing you bring up. Americans have a different different perception about dogs than say the Europeans, uh, in particular those countries where they bred the animal for multiple tasks.
1: Exactly and they're also really good at dragging you around in a cart so. <laughs> <laughs> good for that.
0: And, and i've met people that go because we have friends that do carting work with rottweilers and uh they go that's cruel you're making this dog do something that's unnatural and the truth is that's what they were created and bred for for hundreds Absolutely. of years and it, i've never seen my dogs happier than when they're working oh
1: yeah and and so many people don't realize that dogs need a job just like everybody else. Whether it's a service dog or your family pet, they need to feel like they are making a positive impact in their pack.
0: I think, and I know it's going to sound goofy, I think it gives them self-esteem and gives them a sense of purpose.
1: Oh, it absolutely does. On the the profit side of our business, we get nervous, anxious dogs all the time. In who come and spend two weeks with us and they go back out as the most confident dogs and it's just because they need that job so that they know where they sit
0: and yeah and it, and it gives them a sense of purpose and they they it's almost like a human they see you see them change from the of the inside out uh, so it's wonderful to see that and one of the things that, that is an old saying that maybe you can uh, expand on or is that we were always taught. I learned a long time ago that if you treat your dog like a human, it'll treat you like a dog. Absolutely. What does that
1: mean? Well, dogs are looking for leadership. They really are. Now, the old theory of, you know, wolves and the alpha and they fight for dominance has been proven false, but not the fact that there is an alpha. Um, Uh It's really just about the fact that normally – when you see an alpha in the wild, it's normally, just like in the human world, the oldest member of that pack. So, you know, it, it's really important that we take that leadership role, whether it's a service dog or a pet, and, and we assign duties. And as crazy as it sounds, sit, lay down, hold that position, walk kindly on a leash. Those are jobs for dogs. Yeah. And it gives them, and that's the beautiful part about using these rescue dogs in our program, is not only do we get to help these people, but we get to see the transformations in the dogs that we choose. And to be able to watch as they learn, I've got these steps that I have to do. Every time I hear this word, I have to do this. It gives them that purpose and it builds that confidence and it lifts that tail up high and that head up high. And it, it's
0: just amazing to watch. It really is and I, I love watching these shows and and yeah I'm I like I said, I'm at a certain level I'm certain, by no means an expert like you. My wife is a much higher level and so when I talk to people like you that do this uh, and it's your life's work when I say it's your life's work, you've been at this how long?
1: Oh Lord um, 30 plus years
0: yes. I've been training dogs. So, people like to watch these television shows of these dog people that turn around, you know, bad dog or problem dog, and, and 10 minutes on the television show. First of all, it takes them about three or four or five hours to handle one thing. And they have been doing this for 10, 20, 30 years, and they know it like the back of their hand. So, it's not something you or I should attempt.
1: Yeah, it's. I can do things without even thinking about it that a lot of people have to think hard about. And that's. A lot of times, that's the difference. Is um, just once you start working with dogs, you you get that bond with them, and they can you you really do learn how to communicate on a different level with them.
0: And, and so much of it's nonverbal, uh, right? And people always say there's an old story. There was a time where we had five Rottweilers, and my wife would walk them all by herself in South Florida, and we had a, a tabby cat named Mia that insisted on going on the walks with us whenever we did. And people will pull up whether I was with her or she was alone saying, be careful, there's a cat behind you. And we're like, we know she's part of the family and she's part of the pack. And she had to be with us. But the thing that I'm getting at is people say, well, how can she, who's a normal-sized woman, control five Rottweilers on a leash? All of them are much stronger than her. All of them have much better leverage than her. And the answer's simple. It's psychological. It's not physical.
1: Absolutely. They want to obey
0: her. They do. As a matter of fact, I do too. I, I still struggle with that. <laughs> I know that feeling <laughs> all too well. <laughs> so, if, if someone is a, a first responder and, and is struggling with uh, PTSD or other situations that maybe can benefit from a service dog, what should they do?
1: They can go to our website. We have a, a form on the Contact Us page that they can fill out for initial contact. They can also contact us directly at 762-441-1190. Uh, we'll be glad to talk with them over the phone. Any, any way that you want to reach out to us, uh, email addresses are on the website. You can email us, uh, fill out the form, give us a call, text us to that number. Um, we, we try to be as, as open and have as many options available for people to contact us as we can.
0: And your website address to get more details is?
1: Thinblueservice.org. It's
0: thinblueservice.org. You're on Facebook, same name, Thin Blue Service. You seem to be on other forms of of social media as well. Yes. For those people who don't need a a service dog but say, I want to help, because there's a lot of them out there, you know, and they, they don't have a lot of money or they don't have a lot of time to donate, what can they do?
1: Spread the word. Share our posts on Facebook because right now the main thing that we are looking for is um, officers in need. Um, We are about to place a dog um, actually on Christmas Eve. Uh, We're going to deliver this one. And we've got five or six trainers here with us. Uh, Some of them have got dogs in training for a specific person, some of them have got dogs in training to be ready when somebody's ready. So um, contact us, let us know what's going on, and share our posts so that we can, can find these people that need us desperately.
0: So the greatest need you have right now is awareness, let people know you exist and you have dogs and you are ready to help. Absolutely. Get more details at your website, thinblueservice.org. Jeff Gettings, thanks so much for joining us on Law Enforcement Today show. It's very much appreciated. Thank you very
1: much for having us. We appreciate you.
0: In every community across the United States, towns, cities, states, we have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. If you want to tell your story, Feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is j that's jay, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, this is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya.